Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, we've been trekking through the Lord's Prayer, looking at uh, not only the address when Jesus says, Our Father in Heaven, but we've been looking at um, the six petitions that are contained there in the Lord's Prayer. Uh, real quick, around the table, what's one resource that you would give for somebody who wants to understand the Lord's Prayer more deeply? J.F. Packer wrote a book called Growing in Christ, published by Crossway Books, and it actually has not only... Uh, an exposition of the Lord's Prayer, but also has an exposition of the Ten Commandments in the Apostles' Creed. Okay. I would do Phil, Phil Riken's When You Pray. I just have found it to be very beneficial. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll add my amen to the uh, J.I. Packer book. Um, that was the first one that, pop, first one that popped into my mind. I would just say the catechisms, if you look at the Shorter Catechism or Heidelberg, right. it actually breaks down each petition of the Lord's Prayer with footnotes in Scripture. Very, very yeah. helpful. Very, yeah. very helpful. Yeah, Luther's, uh, Luther has a little, uh, his little, catechi- little catechism does the same thing. Very helpful. Okay, so today we're going to look at the fourth petition, but let's go ahead and read it in its entirety. Uh, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So we're on the fourth petition, which is give us this day our daily bread. Rest your chomping at the bit. I just, I don't want to be accused of not answering the question. So if I say this before you ask the question, <laughs> that I'm not being accused. So you're no. going to preempt my question. <laughs> yes, that's right. Okay, I get you. I, I just want to make sure that that we don't give the impression that somehow we're leaving the opening framing of the mm. Lord's Prayer, which is the glory of God. Right. That that all of this mm. flows out of. That was actually the second question. Yes. So you're, you're taking the second question before we even ask the first. So Sorry, but this whole idea of, and I think Paul helps us with this in First First Corinthians ten thirty one, so that whether you eat or drink, do all things for the glory of God. Yeah. So that these requests are still rooted in, yeah, grounded in the glory of God. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes we we try to do this unhealthy. Um, I don't even know the right word where where we try to compartmentalize our lives and 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 it's not it's, it should all flow together. Well, if it doesn't flow from the glory of God, then we're living mm-hmm. just like um, the the pagan unbelievers. That's correct. To what end do we need our daily provision so that we can relax and enjoy ourselves so that we can go back to work? To what end? It's completely circular and meaningless. We need our daily bread to do the work of the kingdom and to obey God's good and gracious and holy will. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and he's all, Jesus is also teaching us that we are dependent on God mm-hmm. for even the most basic, even the most basic necessities of life mm-hmm. that we tend to take for granted, and especially living as we do in a in a land of such 
plenty. Um, I've, I've, I've never, I'm 62. I've never involuntarily gone hungry in my life. Mm-hmm. And there, there's very much a temptation to take for granted the, the basic necessities of life that God provides every day. Mm-hmm. A roof over my head, uh, uh, you know, a warm, warm house in the wintertime, uh, nutritious food to eat, um, the, the companionship of my wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, these, these just all, all of the gifts, daily gifts of life that I'm tempted to either think, well, I'm tempted not to think about them at all, like mm-hmm. they just sort of happened. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'm tempted to think, I've earned this. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I went to work, I got a paycheck, I, I put this bread on the table. No, <coughs> my Heavenly Father supplies all of the basic necessities of life. Every good gift I have, even the most mundane, the most or, ordinary, every day my, my bowl of cereal in the morning is there because he supplied it. It's very interesting when we pray the Lord's Prayer um, that we get through this first part of the three petitions, you know, which were related to God and who He is, and that, and it's almost like you can almost hear it if you ever do it in a collective thing. You can almost hear the, the uh, an intake of air. And now I got to the part where I get to say, "Give me." Mm-hmm. And and give me this day my daily bread and and the the fact that this prayer actually is given to us as a pattern is because we are first told about who God is and His power we get some perspective we know something of His glory we get humbled knowing His wisdom and humble ourselves under His will and and then you know only after all that. Um, you know, we we can be confident in him hearing our prayer mm-hmm. for a request. Mm-hmm. It's um, I know this this petition seems so straightforward, but it, it's it's actually interesting um, because you've got a word here that is so rare. Um, give us as they are daily bread. That word daily is is actually. Um, only used here and in Luke 11, and it's not used in the rest of the New Testament. It's actually not used in any other Greek writings. Mm. This is the only place it's found. Mm. And so you've got this rare word, and it can mean actually um, one of three things. It can either mean for the day in question, and so the example from the scriptures would be manna, that right. God just provided the manna for that day, mm-hmm. nothing more. Or it can mean necessary for survival. This, um, in Proverbs, feed me with the food that is needful. Mm-hmm. Or it could mean f- bread for the coming day. And so you really have two senses that it really at play here. The first two meanings really come to mean the same thing, that my material needs be met. Right. But the second or way it could be is there's there's kind of an eschatological sense to this. Give me my bread for the coming day in in as a proper name. Give me the bread for the expected banquet um, at the end of the day. The 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 Lamb's supper, um, the feast of heavenly fellowship. With, with God. And so I think actually both are in play in this petition that on the surface seems like it's just simply saying, 
give me what I need for my daily survival. But I, I think it's also this, um, give me my food for the coming day, for the great feast that awaits, awaits me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. This is just a little side note that matters not. But the Catholic Church, actually, this is part of the reason why that they um, have said that this is the super substantial bread. Um, so they would say that this is the bread of um, the Lord's Supper. Um, and I don't think there's a lot of basis for that interpretation of this particular um, from this p- passage to right. talk about that aspect of of how they view the bread of the Lord's Supper. Mm-hmm. You know, this chapter ends um, Matthew six with uh, that that verse in verse thirty three where Jesus says, "Seek first the kingdom of God and all and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you." And the things that He's talking about is mm-hmm. in the previous verses: there are food and clothing, etc. And and Phil, you said that you have never gone. Uh, without food involuntarily in your whole life. Well, there are Christians who have. Absolutely. And there are Christians who have been locked up and beaten and tortured and starved to death. And this is why connecting this petition to the first petition, hallowed be your name, is so important because how does Jesus' promise about uh, seeking first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you actually come true if you're a Christian who's being starved and tortured? I think the answer is this, is that God gives us everything that we need to hallow his name. Right. Even if we, even if you're a starving Christian in another country, God is giving what you need at this moment to glorify his name, everything that you need. And, and, and beloved, if, if, you are, if you are in a hard season right now, God is making sure that you have what you need to continue to look to him as your sustenance and provider. Well, I think that's a good point, Josh. And when we think about, we talked about why do we pray if God already knows what we need. In fact, he even says, before they call, I will answer. And while they're still speaking, I will hear. God knows what we need. But we mentioned at the very beginning of our introductions to the prayer was that God chooses to use means and the means by which he provides for us is through our asking of him Mm -hmm. and god has all kinds of things that he wants to give us uh, through prayer and so we have a father who is omnipotent we have a heavenly father that's amazing and uh, and when we come to him and ask for our daily bread or that sustenance that we need and we should be able to do that with a great sense of confidence because mm-hmm. of all the other petitions that we've already prayed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I th- uh, going back to what you were talking about as far as sometimes there are Christians that don't have. Um, Paul in, in Philippians 4, um, the what often is a misquoted verse is Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things through Christ who, who strengthens me. He's really talking about being that he can be content. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and learn to be content, he says. And that contentment is that sometimes he has wants mm-hmm. and sometimes he has plenty. And and it's really a prayer for, for God to God to say, and I'm okay with either one. Mm-hmm. Right. I accept what you've you've either chosen not to give or provide, and I'm I'm okay with when you not only provide, but you give an excess. Mm-hmm. And I think all of us find ourselves somewhere on that spectrum throughout our life. There are times when we have more than what we could ever imagine, and there are times when we're looking at it going, hmm, 
not sure how this is going to play out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to have my, the, my needs met, um, but I'm not sure how it's how it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really a prayer saying, get, "Give me what I need, not what I want always, but just give me what I need." Yes, and and we can never forget that this "Give me my daily bread" follows our Father who art in heaven. Mm-hmm. There's that there's that relationship with Him, and I think. Too, you know, it doesn't mean that we are simply limiting ourselves to the um, the in the, uh, just merely sustenance. When we're talking, we've already, you know, we want God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. John Newton had a wonderful thing. He, you know, he he reminds us uh, in a hymn, "Thou art coming to a king. Large petitions to him bring for his grace and power are such none can ever ask." Too much, and so you know, there's a great deal of confidence that we have that He is going to meet our needs, uh, all the needs that we have. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, you know, one of the things that that encourages me with this prayer is that God is not stingy. He He directs us to ask Him for um, our daily bread. But it's always in subordination to hallowed be your name. And and this is not because God is against our interests. This is because God is for our interests. If God were to place something above his own glory, above his own name, then he, he would not be God. Yeah, he's, he doesn't give it to us grudgingly. No. In fact, he, he, we're told that every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father above. Right. And uh, so, and he, he says, if you, if you lack anything, ask of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. He gives liberally. And the the flip side would be then we re, should receive it with thanks, mm-hmm. yeah. Because we know that our daily bread is not because of the labor of our own hands. We have because God has enabled us mm-hmm. to have um, all good things come from Him. And one of the marks that was very serious offense in Romans one was that they weren't willing to give thanks to God. Yeah, right. Well, you've been listening to the Gospel for Life. If you'd like to get caught up in any of our past broadcasts, just go to ReformationBoise.com or subscribe to our podcast at the iTunes store. Just type in The Gospel for Life. We'll see you next time.